chapter twenty five of the pilot by james fenimore cooper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty five let us think of them that sleep full many a fathom deep by the wild and stormy steep elsinore campbell long and dreary did the hours appear to barnstable before the falling tide had so far receded as to leave the sands entirely exposed to his search for the bodies of his lost shipmates several had been rescued from the wild fury of the waves themselves and one by one as the melancholy conviction that life had ceased was forced on the survivors they had been decently interred in graves dug on the very margin of that element on which they had passed their lives but still the form longest known and most beloved was missing and the lieutenant paced the broad space that was now left between the foot of the cliffs and the raging ocean with hurried strides and a feverish eye watching and following those fragments of the wreck that the sea still continued to cast on the beach living and dead he now found that of those who had lately been in the aerial only two were missing of the former he could muster but twelve besides mary and himself and his men had already interred more than half that number of the latter which together embraced all who had trusted their lives to the frail keeping of the whale-boat tell me not boy of the impossibility of his being safe said barnstable in deep agitation which he in vain struggled to conceal from the anxious youth who thought it unnecessary to follow the uneasy motions of his commander as he strode along the sands how often have men been found floating on pieces of wreck days after the loss of their vessel and you can see with your own eyes that the falling water has swept the planks this distance ay a good half-league from where she struck does the lookout from the top of the cliffs make no signal of seeing him yet none sir none we shall never see him again the men say that he always thought it sinful to desert a wreck and that he did not even strike out once for his life though he has been known to swim an hour when a whale has stove his boat god knows sir added the boy hastily dashing a tear from his eye by a stolen movement of his hand i loved tom coffin better than any foremost man in either vessel you seldom came aboard the frigate but we had him in the steerage among us reefers to hear his long yarns and share our cheer we all loved him mr barnstable but love cannot bring the dead to life again i know it i know it said barnstable with a huskiness in his voice that betrayed the depth of his emotion i am not so foolish as to believe in impossibilities but while there is a hope of his living i will never abandon poor tom coffin to such a dreadful fate think boy he may at this moment be looking at us and praying to his maker that he would turn our eyes upon him i praying to his god for tom often prayed though he did it in his watch standing and in silence if he had clung to life so strongly returned the midshipman he would have struggled harder to preserve it barnstable stopped short in his hurried walk and fastened a look of opening conviction on his companion but as he was about to speak in reply the shouts of the seamen reached his ears and turning they saw the whole party running along the beach and motioning with violent gestures to an intermediate point in the ocean the lieutenant and mary hurried back and as they approached the men they distinctly observed a human figure borne along by the waves at moments seeming to rise above them and already floating in the last of the breakers they had hardly ascertained so much when a heavy swell carried the inanimate body 
far upon the sands where it was left by the retiring waters tis my coxswain cried barnstable rushing to the spot he stopped suddenly however as he came within view of the features and it was some little time before he appeared to have collected his faculties sufficiently to add in tones of deep horror what wretch is this boy his form is unmutilated and yet observe the eyes they seem as if the sockets would not contain them and they gaze as wildly as if their owner yet had life the hands are open and spread as though they would still buffet the waves the jonah the jonah shouted the seamen with savage exultation as they successively approached the corpse away with his carrion into the sea again give him to the sharks let him tell his lies in the claws of the lobsters barnstable had turned away from the revolting sight in disgust but when he discovered these indications of impotent revenge in the remnant of his crew he said in that voice which all respected and still obeyed stand back back with ye fellows would you disgrace your manhood and seamanship by wreaking your vengeance on him whom god has already in judgment a silent but significant gesture towards the earth succeeded his words and he walked slowly away bury him in the sands boy said mary when his commander was at some little distance the next tide will unearth him the seaman obeyed his orders while the midshipman rejoined his commander who continued to pace along the beach occasionally halting to throw his uneasy glances over the water and then hurrying onward at a rate that caused his youthful companion to exert his greatest power to maintain the post he had taken at his side every effort to discover the lost coxswain was however after two hours more search abandoned as fruitless and with reason for the sea was never known to give up the body of the man who might be emphatically called its own dead there goes the sun already dropping behind the cliffs said the lieutenant throwing himself on a rock and the hour will soon arrive to set the dog watches but we have nothing left to watch over boy the surf and rocks have not even left us a whole plank that we may lay our heads on for the night the men have gathered many articles on yon beach sir returned the lad they have found arms to defend ourselves with and food to give us strength to use them and who shall be our enemy asked barnstable bitterly shall we shoulder our dozen pikes and carry england by boarding we may not lay the whole island under contribution continued the boy anxiously watching the expression of his commander's eye but we may still keep ourselves in work until the cutter returns from the frigate i hope sir you do not think our case so desperate as to intend yielding as prisoners prisoners exclaimed the lieutenant no no lad it has not got to that yet england has been able to wreck my craft i must concede but she has as yet obtained no other advantage over us she was a precious model mary the cleanest run and the neatest entrance that art ever united on the stem and stern of the same vessel do you remember the time yonker when i gave the frigate my topsails and beating out of the chesapeake i could always do it in smooth water with a wholesale breeze but she was a frail thing a frail thing boy and could bear but little a mortar ketch would have thumped to pieces where she lay returned the midshipman ay it was asking too much of her to expect she could hold together on a bed of rocks mary i loved her dearly did i love her she was my first command and i knew and loved every timber and bolt in her beautiful frame i believe it is as natural so for a seaman to love the wood and iron in which he has floated over the depths of the ocean for so many days and nights rejoined the boy as it is for a father to love the members of his own family quite quite i more so said barnstable speaking as if he were choked by emotion mary felt the heavy grasp of the lieutenant on his slight arm while his commander continued in a voice that gradually increased in power as his feelings predominated 
and yet boy a human being cannot love the creature of his own formation as he does the works of god a man can never regard his ship as he does his shipmates i sailed with him boy when everything seemed bright and happy as at your age when as he often expressed it i knew nothing and feared nothing i was then a truant from an old father and a kind mother and he did that for me which no parents could have done in my situation he was my father and mother on the deep hours days even months has he passed in teaching me the art of our profession and now in my manhood he has followed me from ship to ship from sea to sea and has only quitted me to die where i should have died as if he felt the disgrace of abandoning the poor ariel to her fate by herself no 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 twas his superstitious pride interrupted mary but perceiving that the head of barnstable had sunk between his hands as if he would conceal his emotion the boy added no more but he sat respectfully watching the display of feeling that his officer in vain endeavoured to suppress mary felt his own form quiver with sympathy at the shuddering which passed through barnstable's frame and the relief experienced by the lieutenant himself was not greater than that which the midshipman felt as the latter beheld large tears forcing their way through the other's fingers and falling on the sands at his feet they were followed by a violent burst of emotion such as is seldom exhibited in the meridian of life but which when it conquers the nature of one who has buffeted the chances of the world with the loftiness of his sex and character breaks down every barrier and seems to sweep before it like a rushing torrent all the factitious defences which habit and education have created to protect the pride of manhood mary had often beheld the commanding severity of the lieutenant's manner in moments of danger with deep respect he had been drawn towards him by kindness and affection in times of gaiety and recklessness but he now sat for many minutes profoundly silent regarding his officer with sensations that were nearly allied to all the struggle with himself was long and severe in the bosom of barnstable but at length the calm of relieved passions succeeded to his emotion when he arose from the rock and removed his hands from his features his eye was hard and proud his brow lightly contracted and he spoke in a voice so harsh that it startled his companion come sir why are we here in idle are not yon poor fellows looking up to us for advice and orders how to proceed in this exigency away away mr mary it is not a time to be drawing figures in the sand with your dirk the flood-tide will soon be in and we may be glad to hide our heads in some cavern among these rocks let us be stirring sir while we have the sun and muster enough food and arms to keep life in us and our enemies off us until we can once more get afloat the wandering boy whose experience had not yet taught him to appreciate the reaction of the passion started at this unexpected summons to his duty and followed barnstable towards the group of distant seamen the lieutenant who was instantly conscious how far pride had rendered him unjust soon moderated his long strides and continued in milder tones which were quickly converted into his usual frank communications though they still remained tinged with a melancholy that time only could entirely remove we have been unlucky mr mary but we need not despair these lads have gotten together abundance of supplies i see and with our arms we can easily make ourselves masters of some of the enemy's smaller craft and find our way back to the frigate when this gale has blown itself out we must keep ourselves close though or we shall have the redcoats coming down upon us like so many sharks around a wreck ah god bless her mary there is not such a sight to be seen on the whole beach as two of her planks holding together the midshipmen without adverting to this sudden allusion to their vessel prudently pursued the train of ideas in which his commander had started 
there is an opening into the country but a short distance south of us where a brook empties into the sea he said we might find a cover in it or in the wood above into which it leads until we can have a survey of the coast or can seize some vessel to carry us off there would be a satisfaction in waiting till the morning watch and then carrying that accursed battery which took off the better leg of the poor ariel said the lieutenant the thing might be done boy and we could hold the work too until the alacrity and the frigate draw in to land if you prefer storming works to boarding vessels there is a fortress of stone mr barnstable which lies directly on our beam i could see it through the haze when i was on the cliff stationing the lookout and and what boy speak without a fear this is a time for free consultation why so the garrison might not all be hostile we should liberate mr griffith and the marines besides besides what sir i should have an opportunity perhaps of seeing my cousin cecilia and my cousin catherine the countenance of barnstable grew animated as he listened and he answered with something of his usual cheerful manner ay that indeed would be a work worth carrying and the rescuing of our shipmates and the marines would read like a thing of military discretion ha boy all the rest would be incidental yonker like the capture of the fleet after you have whipped the convoy i do suppose sir that if the abbey be taken colonel howard will own himself a prisoner of war and colonel howard's wards now there is good sense in this scheme of thine master mary and i will give it proper reflection but here are our poor fellows speak cheeringly to them sir that we may hold them in temper for our enterprise barnstable and the midshipmen joined their shipwrecked companions with that air of authority which is seldom wanting between the superior and the inferior in nautical intercourse but at the same time with a kindness of speech and looks that might have been a little increased by their critical situation after partaking of the food which had been selected from among the fragments that still lay scattered for more than a mile along the beach the lieutenant directed the seamen to arm themselves with such weapons as offered and also to make sufficient provision from the schooner's stores to last them for four-and-twenty hours longer these orders were soon executed and the whole party led by barnstable and mary proceeded along the foot of the cliffs in quest of the opening in the rocks through which the little rivulet found a passage to the ocean the weather contributed as much as the seclusion of the spot to prevent any discovery of the small party which pursued its object with a disregard of caution that might under other circumstances have proved fatal to its safety barnstable paused in his march when they had all entered the deep ravine and ascended nearly to the brow of the precipice that formed one of its sides to take a last and more scrutinizing survey of the sea his countenance exhibited the abandonment of all hope as his eye moved slowly from the northern to the southern boundary of the horizon and he prepared to pursue his march by moving reluctantly up the stream when the boy who still clung to his side exclaimed joyously sail ho it must be the frigate in the offing a sail repeated his commander where away do you see a sail in this tempest can there be another as hardy and unfortunate as ourselves look to the starboard hand of the point of rock to windward cried the boy now you lose it ah now the sun falls upon it tis a sail sir as sure as canvas can be spread in such a gale i see what you mean returned the other but it seems a gull skimming the sea nay now it rises indeed and shows itself like a bellying topsail pass up that glass lads here is a fellow in the offing who may prove a friend mary waited the result of the lieutenant's examination with youthful impatience and did not fail to ask immediately can you make it out sir is it the ship or the cutter come there seemeth yet some hope left for us boy returned barnstable closing the glass tis a ship lying to under her main-topsail 
if one might but dare to show himself on these heights he would raise her hull and make sure of her character but i think i know her spars though even her topsail dips at times when there is nothing to be seen but her bare poles and they shortened by her top gallant masts one would swear said mary laughing as much through the excitement produced by this intelligence as at his conceit that captain munson would never carry wood aloft when he can't carry canvas i remember one night mr griffith was a little vexed and said around the capstan he believed the next order would be to rig in the bowsprit and house lower masts ay ay griffith is a lazy dog and sometimes gets lost in the fogs of his own thoughts said barnstable and i suppose old moderate was in a breeze however this looks as if he were in earnest he must have kept the ship away or she would never have been where she is i do verily believe the old gentleman remembers that he has a few of his officers and men on this accursed island this is well mary for should we take the abbey we have a place at hand in which to put our prisoners we must have patience till the morning added the boy for no boat would attempt to land in such a sea no boat could land the best boat that ever floated boy has sunk in these breakers but the wind lessens and before morning the sea will fall let us on and find a berth for our poor lads where they can be made more comfortable the two officers now descended from their elevation and led the way still farther up the deep and narrow dell until as the ground rose gradually before them they found themselves in a dense wood on a level with the adjacent country here should be a ruin at hand if i have a true reckoning and know my courses and distances said barnstable i have a chart about me that speaks of such a landmark the lieutenant turned away from the laughing expression of the boy's eye as the latter archly inquired was it made by one who knows the coast well sir or was it done by some schoolboy to learn his maps as the girls work samplers come yonker no sampler of your impudence but look ahead can you see any habitation that has been deserted ay sir here is a pile of stones before us that looks as dirty and ragged as if it was a soldier's barrack can this be what you see faith this has been a whole town in its day we should call it a city in america and furnish it with a mayor alderman and recorder you might stow old fanulia hall in one of its lockers with this sort of careless dialogue which barnstable engaged in that his men might discover no alteration in his manner they approached the mouldering walls that had proved so frail a protection to the party under griffith a short time was passed in examining the premises when the weary seamen took possession of one of the dilapidated apartments and disposed themselves to seek that rest of which they had been deprived by the momentous occurrences of the past night barnstable waited until the loud breathing of the seamen assured him that they slept when he aroused the drowsy boy who was fast losing his senses in the same sort of oblivion and motioned him to follow mary arose and they stole together from the apartment with guarded steps and penetrated more deeply into the gloomy recesses of the place End of chapter twenty five